golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were all drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B., and we are on the eve of the President's Cup, Rich, Muirfield Village, Jack's Place in Dublin, Ohio. You know what? We're pumped. I am psyched because I get free Golf Channel this weekend. Uh, if you have Dish Network or Dish TV or the satellite, you get free Golf Channel this weekend. And it should be pretty cool because we get uh, Golf Channel coverage of the President's Cup. Well, and we have to do a shout-out, and kudos to you for bringing home uh, some of the silverware last week at the <laughs> North Florida PGA Championship in the Legends Division. Yes, I am Like, you need more going into that big head of yours. I am the legend. Thank you, but Holly, for recognizing. Congratulations, Rich Bates. That was at Ocean Hammock. And... We all donated a little bit of money to the Rod Perry Retirement Fund. Rod Perry won uh, the regular division. Stan Cook won the senior division. Rich B won the uh, legends, senior legends. And uh, you know what? It was a great time, great golf course, and uh, had a great place to stay. You know, Palm Coast, beautiful spot, man. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And we uh, did our big draw for the getaway last week. So uh, congratulations to our winner for the stay and play package. And speaking of winners, we are going to head up live to Muirfield Village and to uh, one of our favorite golf insiders who is right there. Uh, they're just about going to start the opening ceremonies at the President's Cup. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great. Hey, we've got Todd Lewis live from Muirfield. We do. Nice. So uh, you have been busy, Todd. Had a great interview last night on Golf Central with Jordan Spieth. You know, had a mm. he had a hole in one today. I listened to his press conference. I just can't get over this kid. He he looks as cool as Todd Lewis on TV. I'm telling <laughs> you. Well, first off, you, you you're lying. I'm not as cool as he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, it was it's been quite impressive watching this kid. I mean, it's hard to believe that at this time a year ago, um, he was right in the middle of his first semester as a sophomore at the University of Texas. And in December, he had a, a gut-wrenching decision, made a gut-wrenching decision to leave school early uh, against the wishes of a lot of people around him. And he had no status on the PGA Tour. He had nowhere to play. He didn't even have status on the Web.com Tour. But he somehow got a few sponsor invitations here and there. He made the most of them. And now he's 21st in the world. It's amazing. And this week he's playing with, as teammates, some of his idols growing up. It's an amazing, amazing ride. And today not only did he get an ace on the par 3 12th hole here at Muirfield Village, 
he did so while playing with Tiger Woods for the very first time. Unbelievable. I mean, you, can just, you can just imagine that. Look, if you know, if you, if you know anything about golf, wherever Tiger Woods goes, he demands or commands a, a huge crowd. And, yes, there was a huge crowd around him. You're playing with the world's number one player. You know, some say the greatest golfer ever, and that's arguable, but still he's one of the top five. But, but here he is playing with him. You're a 20-year-old kid, and you ace the par 312. What an impression he is making on the golf course. He's equally as impressive from the people I've been talking to on the U.S. team in that team room. He's confident. He's fearless. He's mature. Uh, Jordan Spieth is a star. It's not a star in the making. He is a star. And uh, unless something happens, and God forbid that doesn't happen, uh, he's got a wonderful, wonderful career ahead of him. And American golf fans, golf fans in general, should be quite happy. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's remarkable. So uh, as we're on the eve of uh, the President's Cup, of course, the the format a little bit different than the Ryder Cup because they actually play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Americans seem to hold the advantage over the international team, given that they have eight of the world's top 15 players while also having a 7-1-1 record in the event. Uh, give us a little scoop on what you see and how these matches are going to shape up with the, the first schedule of play tomorrow, the, the, the four ball. Well, to say they have an advantage might be an understatement, Holly. I mean, not only historically do they have an advantage, they're 7-1-1 in this series, but uh, you mentioned the world ranking. I mean, not only are they top-heavy, but they have tremendous depth. I believe the average world ranking on the U.S. team is 13th, whereas the internationals are in the 30s. Um, so they have great players. They also are playing here in the United States on the golf course that every one of these American players, maybe with the exception of Jordan Spieth, because he's only played here once, is familiar with. Um, not to say that the internationals aren't familiar with. They play here too, but not as much as the Americans. If there is one thing that, it, that could hurt the United States team is the fact that they may be too confident. They may be reading their press clippings too much. They, they may be having a party in the team room with Freddie and everybody's relaxed. And they may lack just a bit of focus and determination because this international team is very, very hungry. Ernie Els is tired of getting smacked around. Adam Scott is tired of losing this. These, this team, Nick Price, is fresh blood as a captain. He's been on the bad end as a player of this, this series. He really wants to lead this, this international squad um, to victory, and they have tremendous passion. The only time they've won this match in 1998 at Royal Melbourne. That's 15 years ago. So uh, that's the only thing. That's that's the thing that you might want to think about, the perspective of saying that the internationals have a lot more to play for. They may be a bit hungrier. Will that make up for what is, at least on paper, the lack of talent? They've got seven rookies, but as you say, you know, you can't uh, discount some of these guys. You've got Graham DeLay, who's been, you know, one of the hottest players in his first appearance. He's the, be- he's the best ball striker statistically on the PGA Tour. you got Hideki Matsuyama, who, you know, I, I think more people are probably um, familiar with uh, Roy Ishikawa. But, um, you know, this guy's come on strong. has had a bunch of wins since he's just come out. Uh, Brian player, DeJong- best, player out of, best player out of Japan. He's 21. We talk about Jordan Spieth being 20. He's 21, so a young star there. Yeah, and then we got a bunch of uh, guys here who are, uh, you know, major champions. Angel Cabrera, Ernie Els, Adam Scott, 
Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, you know, uh, Ernie. The, I mean, these Charles guys Schwartzel. are Charles Schwartz. I mean, these guys aren't, uh, you know, <laughs> they're not exactly laid, layovers. No, this is not the JV team. I mean, th- these guys can play. I mean, they're very, very good. And uh, and let's not forget, I mean, they, I mentioned that the average world ranking of this U.S. team is 13th in the world, whereas the average world ranking on the international team is, is in the 30s. I believe it's 32 or 3. Um, that may sound like a lot, but when you get to this level of the game, that's only fractional. Um, so it, it would not surprise me if at all, if the internationals definitely make a game of this series this week. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I really would. You know, I Todd, mean, I have to go not. to the Ryder Cup last year. You know, a lot of these same guys were on the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, potentially, they, you know, the the uh, the these guys saw the fold-up that they did at Marion, the Ryder Cup, and, uh, you know, they, I don't think they're going to go away until the last day, you know, the last match and the last day. It always comes down to the uh, uh, individual uh, match play on uh, the last day, Sunday. And they yeah, see right. you know, and this I, is the only way you can win something like this, is you got to stay in it to the last day. Well, well, tomorrow's a big day. I mean, Holly mentioned the change to format. Traditionally, in this series, foursome play or alternate shot play has been the first day. Well, tomorrow, it's four ball or best ball play. So you're not playing with a partner and hitting his ball or hitting his different shot. These internationals, they don't do that. They don't do that a lot. Whereas the United States team, you know, the Phil Mickelson's, the Tiger Woods, the Steve Strickers, the Zach Johnson's, I mean, every year they're playing foursome or alternate shot, be it on the President's Cup teams or on the Ryder Cup teams. Uh, so they're kind of used to that. And historically, in foursome, the United States just wipes the floor with the international team because of the reasons I just gave. So tomorrow they're playing four ball. You play your best ball, or you play your own ball rather, and the best, the best score on the whole. You know that that's what you count. That's you know not really. You, you're playing your own ball. So if they go out and have success tomorrow, which you know they very well could, compared to their traditional lack of uh, success in foursome, they could build some confidence tomorrow. This international team, and then go into foursome action on day number two. You know, and try to hang on and try to hang with the Americans. So tomorrow's a big day for the international team, considering now the new format and the history that we have in this series. Of course, you do have this situation also, Todd, where you know a lot of the American team is used to playing with each other. Do you think the internationals? I'm looking at some of the you know the pairings for tomorrow. Um, you know, I I just saw a lot of camaraderie uh, amongst these pairings for on the American side. Uh, you know, do you sense it's going to be the same on the international side? I mean, Matt Kuchar and Tiger Woods, I think that's a brilliant pairing. You have Steve Stricker and Jordan Spieth, Keegan and Phil, which is now becoming, you know, kind of the the match play team. And um, Hunter Mahan, Brad Snedeker, Bill Haas, Webb Simpson, and Jason Duffner and Zach Johnson. I, I love the pairings. Yeah, I mean, this, the United States team, because of the reason you mentioned and the fact that they do play a lot together in these team competitions every year, um, they seem to be a little more tight or tighter, I should say, in the team room than the internationals um, because they're just used to playing more of these matches. Um, but, I mean, they, look, they, it's not like these international guys don't like or know each other. I mean, there is – yeah, I, I'm interested to see how Matsuyama reacts. Hideki Matsuyama. A, I mentioned he's 21 years of age. He's the he's the only Asian player on this team. 
You know, he's got a language barrier problem because he doesn't speak English very well. Uh, whereas everybody on the international team does speak English, even Angel Cabrera, he speak and understand English. Um, so, you know, that, 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 got, that might be an interesting dynamic on that international team. So, without a doubt, the United States team is tighter. It's just like I'm, I mentioned, are they too confident? Are they too, you know, loose? And maybe not as focused as they should be. And uh, probably playing a, a, a few rounds of ping pong in the team room, correct? I, that's almost as, <laughs> as big a competition as the, as the President's Cup from some, some of the ways these guys were talking. Well, I can tell you about the United States ping pong rankings. I'll just say that. First off, Jordan Spieth told me yesterday that he's much more confident playing ping pong than he is playing golf, which if you think about what he has done in the last year, that is an astounding comment from him. Uh, so from what I understand, he is ranked number three for the United States in ping pong. Number two is Phil Mickelson, very good player. Um, he prepared for the President's Cup by not working with Butch Harmon, his swing coach, but instead at his home in Rancho Santa Fe, having a ping-pong expert come into his house and work with Phil on how to improve his ping-pong game. He said he was working on footwork, paddle control, paddle placement. And I'm like, are you come on, are you me? buying no, that? I'm, are you really buying I'm, that? I am totally buying it. <laughs> he's, yes, that's, that's how quirky Phil is and how, how competitive he is. That's and so he has been working with a ping pong coach to come here and play in the team room and beat the top dog uh, when it comes to ping pong on the United States team, and that is Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar can really play ping pong. Uh, he's, I mean, some say he could play professionally. He's that good. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, we'll see. These guys seem to be, you know, pretty loose, um, having, you know, a lot of fun. Do you, do you think it carries the same weight when they tee off? tomorrow as as a Ryder Cup? Uh, no, it does not. I mean, for several reasons. One, the history of the President's Cup is only brief. This is only the tenth time. Uh, and secondly, the Europeans have whipped the butt. <laughs> the United States, that is. And it was, so, you know, I, it, it doesn't have as much pressure. It's not quite the rivalry when one team dominates another one like the United States has done with the international. But as far as the Ryder Cup goes, you know, it's it's pretty much 50-50 there. I mean, especially in recent years, Europeans have owned the United States. So, yeah, it's a little more pressure for the U.S. when they tee it up for the Ryder Cup compared to the President's Cup. Well, that, that created, you know, kind of a, a black eye for a while on the Ryder Cup because of, you know, the domination. Do you think the same's going on with the President's Cup? Does it, uh, you know, is there a chance of it becoming irrelevant because of that? Well, some say it already is because of the dominance of the United States. And I've heard a lot of people say that for this series to remain relevant, for it to remain important, for it to remain uh, a great um, event every two years that the international team needs to win this week. And, you know, I, I can see the argument for that. Because if the United States goes out and blitzes the internationals, um, you know, wins, wins this thing by nine or ten points, which some say could easily happen, then it's going to be, especially when you're competing against the NFL, it's going to be like, really? Okay, well, you know, do we care about this that much? So, I don't know. I'd like to see, regardless of who wins, I would like for it to come down to the last three or four singles matches. I think that's the most important thing to happen for this series. Um, and, it, you know, it would benefit, I think, this series if the international team won, but if it's close, I don't think it's going to be that big a blow. Well, it's going to be a, a fun uh, four days. 
at Muirfield. And as always, the Golf Channel just giving us all-day coverage, uh, coverage 12 to 6, I believe, on Thursday, 1 to 6 on Friday, and, of course, uh, I think the early matches on Saturday and Sunday, correct, Todd? Well, yeah, actually, we're coming on early tomorrow. The first match is around 11.40, so I think that uh, when we're, we're going to come on at 11.30, have like a 10-minute pre-game show or, or pre-match show, and then after that we go right into match number one uh, with Jason Day and Graham Dillette against Hunter Mayhan and Brant Snedek. Well, we love the Golf Channel. We love the great coverage you guys give us, and uh, we appreciate Todd Lewis, as always, spending some time with us. We'll let you go back to work, buddy. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be back with more on the President's Cup. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back with the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly Chi, along with the best caddy on the planet and champion. Legend. Of the North Florida PGA Championship. Oh, Legends Division. You know, i got to say. Legend uh, in his own mind. I got a phone call halfway through that round with some bad news from my girl, Sherry. Fighting the good fight with breast cancer. Uh, breast Cancer Awareness Month is this month, by the way, Holly. And, uh, you know, you need to get a little checkup here and yes, there. Yes, it is. You're... And everybody needs to uh, pay attention to that. And get pinked out. Pinked out. <laughs> I did. I Thank you, Sherry, way. for that. I was on my way to work here today, and I saw two pink fire trucks go by. Get out. Pink fire no. trucks. Yeah, going up I-4. I love it. Pretty classy. Uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, the Orlando Sentinels running the ads, in the full-page ads in, uh, you know, the, the newspaper this week uh, kicking off uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, let's fight the, the good fight and do the right and thing. And the here. NFL, of course, always uh, yeah. does a good <laughs> job of promoting it as well. And how about my Bills, by the way, on Sunday? Oh, well. Beating, uh, the, beating the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, they, I got to uh, ride this while I can, yes, buddy. they did. They came back pretty good. Uh, nice win for the Bills. Congratulations, Holly. You've got something to cheer about. This oh. <laughs> Hang on, girl. Oh, be a long season. That was a Patriots fan behind you the glass. 4-0, baby. A uh, nice haircut, by the way, Rich. I like thank the you. Uh, thank you, Rich, and congratulations on being a champion. Yay, thank you. And he's got it so spiked up, he can't wear his Patriot hat, which is what <laughs> I'm really happy about. What you, else we got, you, Rich uh, B? Do you have a bag tag on your uh, golf bag? Yes, I do. With your name on it? Yes, I do. Because this is very important that you have something to identify your golf clubs. You know, it is uh, nice to have that uh, on your golf bag. Remember, tag your golf bag. Holly, what else you got and here explain, for And explain, because you are the head cop out at Hunter's Creek. So when, you know, the bags get all mixed up. You know, and you come in late and for your tea time. And suddenly Joe is off on the first tee and Sam's got his clubs. In another cart, not a good thing. <laughs> and you come in late for your tea Somebody's time. Somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. I'm after you. Don't make me come and find you. If you're not playing in four hours, forget about it. Uh, uh, what, what is the uh, uh, what's the rush or uh, what's the uh, USGA's new? Uh, tee it ta- forward. No, uh, what's the other one? Uh, hurry up. Let's oh, all go. right yeah. already. Yeah. Whatever that one is. <laughs> While you're young. <laughs> yeah. While we're young. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, that. Um, 
You know, and, and it is nice to be able to play in four hours, especially a Sunday morning, Saturday morning. Uh, slow play is not okay. Well, that's why we love you, because you're there in the trenches, keeping all of us out there on the course happy and moving. You know, it's uh, it's nice. It's not an easy job, by the way, believe me, but somebody has to do it. You know, and uh, appreciate it, Holly. Lots of love for the uh, North Florida PGA section, and uh, we appreciate that. Those are the guys at the golf clubs working the day-to-day uh, behind the register, making your tee times, making your golf experience. Here in Central Florida. A little better. A little better. And as we know, we're on the eve of the President's Cup uh, up at Muirfield Village, and um, we're going to be talking. There? Why are you not there? Because, you know, I had to do a little work here in town this and, week. You know, you are the uh, the newsy, uh, you know, I can be I'm missing anywhere it. at I'm any I'm missing time. it. I am. Come on. But um, nobody, uh, nobody can scope. We're, we're going to be talking. Of... We're going to be talking to some more guys uh, up in the press room in a few minutes. But uh, they announced the pairings, Rich B. And uh, let's let's go down the schedule. Tomorrow, um, un- unlike the Ryder Cup, they play all four days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Thursday, we start off with the four balls, which is best ball, also known as best ball. Match one is going to be Hunter Mahan and Brant Snedeker versus Jason Day and Graham DeLay, the Canadian who's been really hot. The second match is Bill Haas and Webb Simpson versus Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama, the young Japanese kid who they talk a lot about Jordan Spieth, but he's 21 and, and he's, uh, he's been on fire since uh, coming out on tour this year. Phil Mickelson and Keegan Bradley, we remember them from... Medina, they are now, I think, the the golden couple of match play versus Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Schwartzel, two guys that have played a lot two of golf South together. Africans. And the fourth match is Steve Stricker and Jordan Spieth. Great pairing there for for the Jordan. The old guy and the young guy. The old, yeah, Mr. Smooth and Mr. Smoother. I tell you, this this twenty year old kid's amazing. Versus Ernie Els and Brendan DeJong. And then I love this pairing. Match number five, Matt Kuchar with Tiger Woods. I think that's a great one uh, versus Angel Cabrera and Mark Leishman, the Australian. And then finally, match six is Jason Duffner, Zach Johnson versus Brandon Grace and Richard Stern, another South African. And so, that is the whole team right there. Nobody sits out in these uh, these matches. That's uh, right. Everybody plays uh, all the matches all the time. And unlike the Ryder Cup, um, in which the captains put their teams uh, without knowing the order of the other squad's lineup, the President's Cup has the captains mix and match prior to each session. So a little more, uh, I think, Gamesman. yeah, gamesmanship, gamesmanship on, on, the, on, on the port of the captains. And going to be interesting. Freddie, now a third time as a captain. I mean, I think, you know, he's... A, He's on autopilot when it comes to the president's well, he cup. He does have his little, uh, you know, theories, uh, you know, and methods that uh, seem to have worked in the past. And uh, congratulations to Freddie for uh, being such a stud and uh, having Holly G just so much in love with this guy. Really, Freddie? Come Freddy. on. You know, I did miss going up there just for that. I would have just been Come on. running around watching Freddie. You're for the all whole about time. that free lunch in oh, the press room, man. anyway. What's up with that? And Nick Price, he's got, <laughs> he's got, I think, um, a, a little work to do. Seven rookies on his team, but as uh, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel was saying earlier, don't count these international guys out. No, that is a very, very strong team right there. The Aussies know how to play. They got a bunch of uh, major champions on this team. Yeah, and those guys, half those guys play on the PGA Tour anyway. 
Yeah, they sure do. And let's face it, they've got some they've got some gritty players on there. And Hal Cabrera, uh, Jason Day. Uh, I, I'm looking for Jason to maybe be those a, are regular names a, a, on the PGA a, Tour. A breakout guy in these matches, and um, you know, Grand Delette's been hot. Um, Brandon Grace, Mark Leishman. So I, I think. Uh, Hopefully our guys don't get too confident It'll or overconfident. It'll be fun to watch on my free Golf Channel weekend. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> it's, it is going to be a lot of great golf and nothing better than watching a match play. So we've got a lot more coming up. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. Jeff Shane from the PGATour.com coming up. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make We're back, the Gulf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B, champion, legends champion, Rich B. How old are you? I'm getting up there, Holly. Uh, not quite uh, retirement. Not not retirement age. Not uh, eligible to collect my Social Security. And uh, with the government shut down, you know, who knows if that's even going to happen? <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Oh my gosh. Um, so hey, Eve of the President's Cup. You got any predictions? Who do you think is going to be the standout on the American squad? Well, you know, given uh, Tiger Woods' match play record is not that great in these kind of events. Other than Tigger. Yeah, um, I like Come on. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Step a little out of the box All right, I'm going to go with Jordan, the rookie. This kid is nobody's having a better year. You know, and Todd Lewis earlier on the show said that this guy a year ago was a sophomore in the middle of his sophomore year. Trying to make a decision. Boy, did he make a good one. I mean, he's got to have made over a couple of million. This has got to be the fastest start of somebody coming out on tour. How much? Well, he's, he's ranked number ever. 21 in the world. Yeah. I mean, what is that dollar value? Uh, ching, ka-ching. Yeah, that's, uh, that was he's, probably he's, a pretty good decision. He's his own tour championship uh, <laughs> wallet going. But... Um, yeah, it's it's. I think he is going to be you know, let's really talk about really that for a fun minute. to watch. You know, and and how many other guys made that exact same decision and didn't you know have it pan out so well? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there, great golfers that uh, had uh, the same kind of a decision to make, and uh, sometimes it didn't quite work out as well. Well, and there were a bunch that actually were playing for that opportunity last weekend in Ponte Vedra for the conclusion of the 2013 Web.com Tour season. We spoke to him last week, and we've got him on the line to uh, get an update on how it all finished and who got their tour cards. Jeff Shane, hello. How are you? Awesome. So, um, fill us in. I guess it was... Uh, Rookie Chesson Hadley fired a 169 Sunday to win the season-ending tour championship by two strokes. A rookie out of Georgia Tech. Tell us more. And, and a very talented rookie. Uh, he got off to a little bit of a slow start uh, as the season began, but I think as you got into the summer, you could see that Hadley was really starting to find his game, and he's a very, very good ball striker. And obviously, uh, when you go through – 
the season for the first time, there are adjustments to make. I think he ran out of gas a little bit uh, as the finals started, but I think the off week helped him right before the Tour Championship, and he played very, very well. The other guy that, I, that, that really deserves a lot of mention is John Peterson, and those of you uh, who paid close attention to the U.S. Open last year may remember him from Olympic Club because he finished fourth out there. And uh, actually, that fourth-place finish got him conditional status on the Web.com Tour this year, and he is the only guy uh, in the field, uh, in the finals field, to have top-five finishes in every finals event. He wound up winning the finals money title, and uh, he's, got, he's got, I think, a very bright future ahead of him. Yeah, and some uh, pretty significant uh, paychecks going out. The uh, winner's... Uh... Check one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So uh, these guys are, you know, they're playing for some big, big money as well as a huge opportunity to jump to the next stage of their career. Yeah, definitely. And and it's kind of funny because this is the first time they've had million dollar purses on the Web.com tour. And I was talking to Scott Gardner, who finished uh, somewhere uh, like fifth, sixth on the on the uh, finals money list, uh, and he. Graduated from the Web.com Tour last year, played this year on the PGA Tour, didn't obviously make the playoffs and had to go back to the finals here. But he, he said when he looked at his first check from the finals back in Fort Wayne, he had to do a double take because the numbers didn't look right to him. He was mentally saying this was a Web.com Tour event, and yet I made 60-whatever-thousand dollars for finishing in you know fifth or sixth. So uh, he had to do a little kind of redo his, uh, recalibrate his math because the purses in the finals were competitive purses. How did the um, some of the other PGA Tour players uh, uh, end up here? Rio Ishikawa was one of the ones uh, fighting for his card, as well as uh, Sean O'Hare and Heath Slocum. Yeah, uh, O'Hare and and Ishikawa uh, made good. Um, actually had a, a couple of, of decent weeks, and uh, they'll get their their cards. He Slocum never seemed to really get any traction, and uh, he came into the finals needing a pretty good finish, and, and uh, just like kind of the rest of uh, the finals, just didn't really get underway. And I I don't recall where he finished on the list, but it it really wasn't all that uh, all that competitive. So he's going to stay on the web.com. For another year, while uh, while, while Ishikawa and O'Hare uh, got a chance to uh, recalibrate, I suppose, and and go right back out for uh, for the new season. Soon you'll know uh, the the young Korean who won in Columbus, kind of the same thing. Well, Jeff, you're someone who's covered the PGA Tour for a long time, and certainly you know covered Q School, and now you've had a chance to see this you know new configuration with the web.com playoffs what what are your thoughts um you know it seems like it, it's proving to be a, a pretty good pathway uh the changes they've made i think it is it, it's it's a good pathway because you your entire year of your career is not based on one week now there are some that will argue that what we've done with the finals is we've created four Q schools because if you finish top six, or at least this year, if you finish top six in any one event, you got your card for the next year based on your money. And so uh, they may need to go to a point system that spreads 
uh, spreads things out a little bit more evenly or, or maybe redo the purses, although it's kind of the standard purse distribution that you see on the PGA Tour and the Web.com Tour, 18% to the winner, 10.8% to the second place and all of that. But they, they need to find a way to make it more of a, uh, of a four-event situation instead of one good tournament can get you back on the tour or get you out on the tour in the first place. There was a case in Columbus uh, with Tyron Van Aswagen of South Africa, and uh, he was sweating over a par putt on 18 so that he could finish in a tie for fourth because he knew that would get him his card. And I guess the question is, should a, tie, a singular tie for fourth be enough to get you your card? Well, I will segue that to there's a number of South Africans on the President's Cup team, including Nick Price, who is the captain. Just uh, want to get your thoughts before we finish up here uh, on on the President's Cup and how you see uh, the American team just looks pretty darn strong. Oh, absolutely. It, it's got every one of its 12 team members in the top 28 in the world rankings. And I don't know if that's any sort of record, but let's face it, that, that's darn strong. And uh, I, I think that's kind of the issue with trying to make the President's Cup competitive is that the internationals obviously have great strength at the top of the lineup when you get Adam Scott and Ernie Els and Charles Schwartzel and Jason Day, but it's the bottom of the lineup in a format where everybody plays every day that I, that I think really hurts the internationals from making it competitive. Well, I think it's going to be a great uh, four days. They do play, as we have mentioned, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Got a final question before we let him go? Yeah, which uh, means- hey, real quick, Jeff, uh, you know, uh, can you address the not having the Walt Disney Golf Tournament here this year? Uh, you know, uh, what happened? Do you think it'll be back? I don't think so. Uh, honestly, um, we know that in, in, the, in the latter years that finding a sponsor, a title sponsor, was was difficult and I always thought of it this way. If Disney thought it was that important an event, certainly they could put their own name on the golf tournament and and keep it on the schedule, and Disney never showed any inclination to do that. And so I think if Disney wasn't all that interested, and maybe maybe they get better revenue from, from just tourist rounds than they do from having an event there, okay, so be it. But if Disney wasn't that interested and it was becoming more and more difficult to find title sponsors for for these events, and Disney had one of the lower purses of the fall series. I think the writing was on the wall last year. I, I hear you, Jeff, um, and it's unfortunate that we lose uh, such a great event that was, you know, part of the fall series here and, um, you know, run by uh, just, you know, the great staff out there. But, you know, that's uh, another thing that's happened with the whole change around here with the with the season starting off in two weeks at thefry.com. So, uh, One week. Well, what's that? It starts, it, it starts next week. <laughs> the, the, oh, I've lost week. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> there are my a lot calendar. Of people that think Bonavidra might have done the same. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, we'll be checking in with you again. Jeff Shane, check him out, PGATour.com, formerly with the Orlando Sentinel, but still here in Orlando. Thank goodness. So we get to talk to him. And we love you on the Golf Insiders. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. All right. You're listening to 740 The Game. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4, wrapping up another hour of Intelligent Golf Talk. Holly G and Rich B in the house. And Rich, did you feel the Christmas in the air this morning? We on this wild actually, card weekend? We were actually in the 60s, felt a little bit of fall, and... Jogging weather. That got me thinking, got me thinking about fall golf and... You know, maybe taking a trip now that it's October up to the north to see the colors change. It's one thing I still miss. I know you do, too, because you are actually from the wonderful state of Michigan. And it's one of my favorite places to go in the fall. And we're going to talk a little bit about playing golf up in Michigan because it's got some of the best value and pricing Now is the time to go, and one of my favorite places, Grand Traverse Resort, just outside uh, Traverse City on uh, Lake Michigan's East Grand Traverse Bay, one of the premier resorts with uh, just fantastic golf. We're going to bring in the director of golf, Tom McGee, to tell us a little bit about Grand Traverse. Hey, Tom. Good evening. Great to have you on the show. I've spent uh, lots of time up there with um, your uh, PR guru, Dave Richards, and uh, Rich B. here is from Ann Arbor, and there's just so much great golf up in the mitten, as we like to say, but uh, especially this time of year, good time to go play some golf, see the change of colors, and there's so much to do up there. There absolutely is, and uh, you're right about those uh, the crisp air because we feel it every morning now uh, this time of year. But it's actually it's pretty warm today. We're about mid 70s, which is uh, which is which is balmy for this time of year. Exactly. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you got a nice shout out this morning on Morning Drive on the Golf Channel because, of course, uh, the President's Cup being played at. Uh, you know, Jack's home, Muirfield Village, and the Bear, which is the signature course at Grand Traverse, another one of Jack's famous designs and uh, often has been said one of the top ten courses you can play of, of Jack's uh, around the around the country. Yeah, I happened to be in the golf shop when that uh, when that came on, and uh, that was a surprise to me in some ways. But, yeah, we were uh, marked as number eight as the top Nicholas golf courses you can play. So tell us a little bit about the course and what makes the Bear so tough. The bear is it is aptly named. Uh, when the golf course uh, was was hired, or uh, when Jack was hired to build the golf course, he was instructed to build the hardest golf course he's ever built, which he didn't really want to do. But uh, at that point, that's what the owners had to say. And yeah, in the course. dreaded eighties. Yeah, so uh, it was it was eighty five when it actually opened up, uh, and it opened up very difficult. I mean, it was a hard hard test of golf. We had six hour rounds out there all the time. Um, but we have since tamed it to some extent. Uh, but it, it is a great track, uh, plays at over 7,000 yards, which uh, in today's day and age, the, the young guys hit it forever. But it still plays uh, you know, four sets of tees, and it, it's a good challenge for everybody, but the conditions 
are, are spectacular, as are the, the golf holes. They're so unique from one to the next, uh, which makes it very attractive. And I know you've hosted the Michigan Open Championship there uh, for a number of years. You've got two other golf courses as well, the Wolverine, which was designed by Gary Player, and Spruce Run, uh, you know, more of a, a, a little softer resort course by uh, designer William Newcomb. Right. Spruce Run was our original golf course and uh, quite a bit tighter and a little bit shorter. Uh, most people come up here and think they're playing, uh, when they play that one, they think they're playing their typical resort course, but, uh, but it can, it can eat them up pretty good too, especially on the, the first five holes or so. And then when Gary Player was hired to, to construct and, and build our third golf courses, uh, he, he made a nice compliment to the other two. So very generous landing areas. It, we have three different golf courses all operating out of the same clubhouse, which makes it nice and convenient for guests when they come up to play. Uh, and they're all so different right on the same uh, terrain, so it's it's pretty spectacular. And you have one of the just best resorts in the country. Um, has I think been, Hollywood where it's located. It, oh, it, and, and the I mean, location of it. The location, and, and it's it's a, it's a, received so many awards, Condé Nast and, you know, Golf Magazine and Golf Digest, but uh, what I love and remember uh, so many times from being there is is that restaurant you have on the 16th floor, uh, that looks over the entire lake. It's it's just so beautiful to watch the sunset up there is just extraordinary. And now right. you've got a spa and you know some other great amenities. Yeah, you're right there with that uh, airy restaurant up on the 16th floor is is just spectacular. And uh, and when we send a lot of people up there, there's there's no better view of a sunset up here in northern Michigan than right up there. And then uh, yeah, with the full service spa and the other dining opportunities out here, um, 600 room resort on 900 acres. I mean, there's so much. So much to do right here on property. Not only that, but recently a casino was added just a few miles down the road, correct? So for those uh, golfing gamblers, there's uh, some some activity that can keep you going all night long at Turtle Creek Casino. Correct, and that's just five minutes down the road, and we have the same ownership. So we do some complimentary shuttles going back and forth to and from the casino and the resort, which makes it nice and convenient. Uh, it's not right here on property, but like I said, it's only five minutes down the road. And, of course, the Traverse City area. I know, Rich, you just mentioned that. Traverse City is just a spectacular city. There's so much to do, all the outdoor recreation. It's quite a foodie town, and uh, and uh, this, this summer, maybe better than ever, I mean, the tourists just uh, were abound. Well, you've got um, actually some great wineries in the area, and you're one of the leading states for craft beers. And then, of course, just outstanding fishing. There's nothing better than having fresh trout uh, out of Lake Michigan. That is that is really a treat. And, of course, you're known for the Cherry Festival and just fantastic cherry pies. So uh, it's a great family getaway uh, place for a vacation. And uh, tell our listeners, if they want to go check out, you know, not only Grand Traverse, but golf in Michigan, where should they go? Well, obviously, Grand Traverse is going to be uh, one spot. And, and the Traverse City in northern Michigan location is just, we're just loaded with such good golf courses. Uh, Gaylord's only uh, an hour away. Boyne has some great ones. There's so many good big-name designers uh, right here up in northern Michigan, all Staying at a lot of the groups will come here and stay right at the resort and use us as their uh, as their start location, and then they'll go to several areas. You know, all within an hour drive. You have spectacular golf courses as well as other uh, things to do up here. Well, Tom McGee, director of golf at Grand Traverse Resort, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us and getting our listeners thinking out maybe a getaway for October to uh, play play some golf at a great value and great prices. And check it out, GrandTraverseResort.com. 
Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it so much. Well, Rich B., what do you think? Big weekend coming up. I got free golf channel this weekend, so I'll be hanging out there watching a little uh, President's Cup. My Bills are playing the Browns Thursday night, and who's New England playing? Hello? Hello? (laughs) We don't know. But will they be four? No, who knows? And will the Americans rise to the top again at the President's Cup? Good luck to all the guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. The Golf Insiders.